New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey guys, it's Pastor Brady here. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us on this Genesis podcast. We are truly excited and honored to read Scripture and study the Scripture for a few minutes with you guys. So if you would, if you turn in your Bible to Genesis chapter 46, we're going to finish that chapter up, Genesis chapter 46, and we're going to pick up in uh, verse 26 and close this chapter out. Now, as we pick up, if you uh, remember where we are in this account, uh, Jacob, Joseph's father, is 130 years old. He has believed his son Joseph uh, to be dead for some 22 years. He believed the lie that uh, his sons had told him. Now news has come to him that Joseph is not only, not only alive, he is second command in Egypt. And during this intense famine that is going on during this time, the children of Israel, Jacob and his family, are moving uh, down to Egypt. And so one of the things that's interesting to see is the children of Israel are moving into Egypt for 400 years. And so what's happening here? Well, first of all, God is preserving them in this you know, intense famine. They're out of food. And Joseph had been sent ahead and been given wisdom to the Lord to lay aside food. And so he is there really preserving away. So you see God preserving His covenant people. And the Messiah is going to come through the line of these covenant people. God keeps His promise. He said to Abraham, who is Jacob's uh, grandfather, that he's going to make a great nation. Their numbers are going to be like the uh, sands on the seashore, the stars in the sky. And so not only is he preserving them physically, but I think spiritually, you, you can sort of see what uh, Jake, or Joseph's brothers did when they sold him, as a, sold him as a slave. You see really the spiritual emptiness, or we might say the depravity, in their life, that sort of microcosm of, of where God's covenant people had, had gotten to. So it's a time of discipline as they move into Egypt and a time of purification as they move there. So let, let's pick up reading in verse 26 of Genesis chapter 46. All those who went to Egypt with Jacob, those who, those who were his direct descendants, not counting his son's wives, numbered 66 persons. With the two sons who had been born to Joseph in Egypt, the members of Jacob's family, which went to Egypt, were 70 in all. It's a pretty interesting number um, because we know when we study the book of Exodus, which we're going to study the book of Exodus next. We're going to be doing a sermon series all throughout the fall through Exodus. It's just a powerful book. But we know that the children of Israel are going to be in captivity uh, now in, in Egypt. There'll be a period of time after this Pharaoh dies, that they will be in captivity. But as they come out of captivity, out of 400 years of captivity, they will come out of that as a group of people numbering about 3 million. So you see God just blessing them in a powerful way. Now, verse 28, Now Jacob uh, sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to get directions to Goshen. When they arrived in the region of Goshen, Joseph had his chariot made ready, and he went to Goshen to meet his father Israel. As soon as Joseph appeared before him, he threw his arms around his father and wept for a long time. Uh, this is one of the more significant moments in Joseph's story. Here he has been away from his father Jacob again for 22 years. He hadn't seen him since he was a 17-year-old boy 
And now he's a 39-year-old uh, man with children of his own. And as you look at it from Jacob's perspective, he has believed for 22 years that this favorite son of his is dead. And, and he, not, not just any type of death, that he was devoured by wild animals. So just the pain that he had been living with and the despair and discouragement and depression that came. And now all that's lifted as he sees his son again for the first time in 22 years, which is an amazing scene. And and Joseph is this powerful, powerful leader, this godly man, but he's also an emotional man. And I, I use that in the best sense. And he's in touch with his emotions. He just weeps. He's overcome with just uh, sorrow uh, and, and also with excitement uh, about seeing his, his father. So sorrow may be over the years that were lost, but excitement over what has been restored. And so one of the things that it it makes me think about is you're reading this. I think all of us have relationships like that in our family, relationships that have just been lost, where there's been pain, things that have happened inside that relationship, and just just a ton of pain. And maybe it's someone that you hadn't haven't spoken to in years, or maybe it's just hurt uh, from someone in your life that's just just caused a huge rift inside your family, and it's almost like that relationship in some ways is dead, and it just. It just causes ongoing damage. But you know what this passage does? It reminds me that God restores relationships. Things that we thought were almost dead are hopeless. Certainly, that's what Jacob thought. But God brings hope. And so I, I wonder if that might encourage you today, even in those difficult relationships uh, in your life. Now, let's see uh, Jacob's response. Or Again, as we look at verse 30, Jacob, also called Israel, Israel said to Joseph, Now I'm ready to die since I have seen for myself that you are still alive. Now, we know that uh, Jacob doesn't die um, uh, immediately. Uh, he's going to live several more uh, years here with his, with his family. But this is one of the things that um, in, in ancient times, these patriarchs, they would, they would think about. They, they wanted their family with them. They wanted their eldest son or their favorite son. They wanted them to be able to close their eyes when they, they died. And and this was something that Jacob thought would never happen. So in a sense, Jacob felt like, I, I just it's impossible for me to die in peace. But now that he has um, Joseph back in his life, there's just such a sense of fulfillment there. So we see what God doing. It's just an amazing thing. Then Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and speak to Pharaoh and will say to him, My brothers and my father's household who were living in the land of Canaan have come to me. The men are shepherds. They tend livestock, and they have brought along their flocks and herds and everything they own. When Pharaoh calls you in and asks, what is your occupation, you should answer, your servants have tended livestock from our boyhood on, just as our fathers did. Then you will be allowed to settle in the region of Goshen, for all shepherds are detestable to the Egyptians. So let's talk about that just, uh, just a little bit, I think is interesting. Now, first of all, before uh, Joseph ever has uh, his brothers go and his father go and speak to Pharaoh, he already sends them to Goshen. And Goshen was this choice land, this just prize land. It was the best possible place in the country of Egypt for his family uh, to settle. And so he knows that uh, if they would tell uh, Pharaoh their occupation, shepherds, that's, that's exactly where where Pharaoh would send them. So in a sense, what, what you're seeing here is this is God's provision. Here's the children of Israel coming into this new land, but the area that they get to settle in is the best of the land. 
And uh, there, there is a, a little bit of uh, an interesting fact here. It says, for all um, shepherds are detestable to the Egyptians. I think really what it's talking about there is those who made up the bulk of the nation of Egypt were farmers. Uh, they, they grew crops. And so the farmers who grew crops really detested in some ways or looked down upon those who, who cared for livestock. And so they kept them separate. But one of the things that I think the big picture here is the land that God allows the children of Israel to end up in, for Jacob and his family to settle in, this rich and abundant land, uh, the land of, of Goshen. So I think the second thing, the first thing that we see in this section of Scripture that is super encouraging to me is there's hope for broken relationships. It looks like Jacob is never going to see his son, and he does. And so there's hope for the broken relationships in in your life and in my life, which is encouraging. And the second thing is I think about Goshen, this land that the children of Israel got to, to settle in. God always provides more than we can produce. You know, that's why, why Jesus said in John 10, 10, that He came that we may have life and have it to the full. So trusting in Him is, is a chance for us to experience a life that is way more than we can produce. I love Ephesians 3.20 says that God's able to do immeasurably more than anything we could ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. And so today as we finish this section out and, and we see the children of Israel coming into the land of Egypt, uh, they didn't have to get the leftovers there. They got the best of the land and that's what God provided for them. And you know, in so many ways, that's what God wants to do in our life if we trust Him that He's got a plan for us. You know, in this story, we see how God sent Joseph ahead and, and as He's preparing a place uh, for his, his children. And so, and God's at work in, in our future. And so that gives us such confidence and such peace. And it just allows us just to trust the Lord more, to step into what He has. So I want you to kind of meditate on that today. Am I really living for a life that I can produce or am I trusting God in my obedience and stepping into what He can provide, that land of Goshen for us? I hope you're encouraged in that today. Uh, obviously, Joseph's story is a story that has uh, so, uh, so much to speak to us and so much to say to us in our life today. And I hope the time that we spend in the Word today will encourage you. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.